Can I be Bo Kimler? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm good. Hi, I'm Bo Kimler. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) Settle in as we begin to tell you about some friends. Folks you know in Chicago and some you've never met. We'll talk about the things they say and do. There's a question posed to old and new. Who the fuck are you? Hello, everyone. This is my new intro for my show, so I'm not stealing from the Truman Show anymore. I'm Kevin, and welcome back to another episode of Who the Fuck Are You? Yay! I'm exhausted just from trying to think about that much. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Um, We are uh, rocking a nice chill episode. Uh, We didn't have uh, any guests. Everybody's taking it easy. So uh, we thought we would take it easy uh, and um, do a little uh, kind of getting to know you regular episode interview hybrid show. So you know what that means. If I'm just chilling out, that means I've got with me as always my talented, wonderful wife, Miss Kim Bowler. Hey, Kim. Hi, man. We need to we need to work on that intro. Gotta work on that intro. Wait, that one was solid. What are you talking about? It was very original. Um, didn't sound painful at all. Uh, didn't sound forced. It was. I think. I think it connected with uh, my whole the whole demographic of uh, seven people that are listening. It was triggering, though. You know, in its own way. It was triggering for you. In its own way. Uh, wait, and it, okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll work on that so that won't happen anymore. Just that, did you just get twitchy? Like, what was the thing? Did you like, like, did your bowels loosen with that one? Was what, what, what triggered? A little you? bit of everything, you know. A little bit of everything. A little bit, so. of, a little bit of sweat. A little itchiness. All right. Little, so you'll lower intestinal irritation. So what you're needing? So you're saying after this is over, full shower. I have full stop. I guess I'm just all... allergic to your humor. That may be what we're <laughs> what we're landing <laughs> on here. Well, it's a good thing that we're married because um, you got me for better or worse or until I die mysteriously in my sleep after I've eaten something you've made. Um, Kim, how are you doing? I'm all right, man. Great. I know you've been very busy uh, because you live here in my home and I never see you. Uh, you recently uh, had uh, your show that you directed uh, last night in Karaoke Town with for the Factory Theater was remounted after being closed down from the pandemic so that's running now and going to close soon and you're also in rehearsals now straight into for another show uh with broken nose theater um called after the blast what's what's that about so we can get prepped for that if you're here in chicago because i'm fucking excited about this show because it sounds great um after the blast is um a post-apocalyptic story um about a it centers around uh, a couple and the the character I play, Anna, she wants to have a baby, but we're in this post-apocalyptic world, so it's mm-hmm. they're living underground. Gross. So there's a lot more to this story, and drama ensues. Ooh, is it kind of a? Would you? Would, would it be like a a dramedy, a comedy drama crossover? I would call or it a it- side drama. A side drama, sci-fi drama. But it's mainly just a bunch of drama. Bunch, bunch of drama. <laughs> There's a little bit of levity. Can we talk about your co-star, the actor that you deal with most on stage? Can we talk about that? One of the characters is a robot. His name is Arthur. Um, <laughs> he is a um, he is a puppet 
so he will be portrayed uh, by an actor live on stage as a puppet. Isn't it so much fucking fun working with a puppet? <laughs> I know that was on your bucket list, like, of things to do in your acting career. Well, how's I was it, a it... Sesame Street kid. I was a, mm-hmm. I was a Muppets. I still want to, like, party with a Muppet. Chad oh, the Bird. Gosh, yes. Chad the Bird was the closest. Chad's pretty that's, great to hang out with. That's the closest yeah. I've gotten. But I really want, yeah. like, Sweetums level. Like, mm, sweet, I would lose I wanna, my fucking mind. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. That show sounds. It's the what, what you've told me about it and what I've heard about it so far here at home. I'm just I'm really excited to see it. I think it's gonna be fucking great. When is that show coming up here in Chicago? Oh, I wish I had that information right in oh. front of me. It's soon. My head stuck into memorization and not timing. You start preview on the 13th. Thank you, Kevin. Friday the 13th. Nice. At the Din Theater here in Chicago. That's going through Broken Nose Theater Company. You can find them at their website. After the Blast is going to be a blast. Directed by J.D. Claudel. And they are awesome. Uh, so I'm really excited to see all this. And so get your tickets. Go check it out. Uh, Broken Nose is pay what you can. So uh, it is a situation where if you can give them 5 bucks for the show or if you can give them 20 bucks for the show, no matter what, you can get in as long as you give them something for the show. Nickel, whatever. You want to give them 5 bucks on the way in and 10 on the way out, go for it. They're all about it. That way they can pay it forward and everybody can enjoy theater because they really, really should, especially with Broken Nose. They're fantastic. Um, Kim, I love it when you're here. Because you know why? Why? It's it's one of my new se- favorite segments. And it's Four Minutes with Kim. But didn't we already do Four Minutes? We just did. I thought we were like in Four Minutes. That was chatting. That was small talk. Now we learn about Kim for okay. four minutes. Right. And I have the timer set right, right. here. We're all set, ready okay. to go. Um, so what is the funniest or scariest or most outrageous unplanned moment that you can remember that you lived through on stage during a show. Ready? I'm ready. Go. Okay, so the year had to have been 2000, 2001. Mm. Um, Theater West Virginia. Uh, I did summer stock there with Kevin and a whole bunch of other motherfuckers. And we we were doing a show called Honey in the Rock, which is a regional show. Um, And they have... Very caricaturish Appalachian motherfuckers. You know, literally, like <laughs> my character, their underwear was a flower sack. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, kind of pushed. Anyway, and my husband was a crazy character. We were both just kind of crazy and odd. We were like the comedic relief, and there, at, at the end of the show. There's this big, like, happy ending bow situation where everybody's like, yay, we th- we, we beat the villain, and everyone's happy. It was, a, very, it was a melodrama. So it, was it was a melodrama. Like, it was like mustache twirling tied to the tracks kind of melodrama. So we had defeated the villain, and the townspeople were happy again, and the, 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 the ingenue got with her leading man and the kind of father figure of the play has this the 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 lead guy has this speech about the town and love and blah 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 <laughs> and the the actor who was playing it was kind of a fucking 
douchebag a little bit. He was <laughs> fine, but he was a little douchey. But we we were we were like, let's fuck around with this baby doll that was a prop in the show. Somebody mm-hmm. had a baby, like one of the townspeople had a baby, um, and it was this baby doll. So we thought it would be funny if we pulled this baby from this barrel on stage. (laughs) (laughs) And it was. Summer stock humor. It was like, let's do this. This will be great. It was actually hilarious. And I remember like the audience being like, what? (laughs) And they laughed. Everybody laughed. And uh, it, it happened, I guess, during this leading guy's speech. So we pulled all this focus and he got mad and instead of completing the speech, he stormed off stage and started screaming and, and throwing, throwing chairs. chairs. Like a fold up a loop metal, metal chairs onto the trees. Ugh. And then we all just kind of had to like, we all just stood there for a hot second like, uh, uh, what do we do now? And then somebody jumped in and kind of finished it up and we all bowed, got off stage. Huzzah, huzzah, everybody said. And it was hilarious. And the woman that played his wife, he, he was so upset because he had some friends in the audience that night. And he was like, I've got people in the audience. And she just fired back with, and they can all hear you right now. Because he was just screaming. I mean, his head off. I remember that night. And that so that's the one for you. Yeah, that's that. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. I, you handled it pretty well that night. I remember that night. That was insane. Um, you did all that and you still had 22 seconds to spare, Kim. Nice work. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. That was almost four minutes with Kim. That's a great story. Yeah, that's, that's those kind of things. You don't run into that. People don't lose their fucking minds on stage and storm off and scream and yell back. You know, it's just, it's nuts that that even happened. And it was a big, I remember there was a lot of people there that night too. And, uh, that guy, he was, ugh, that guy, I want to talk more about him, but (laughs) he, he well, might it's, hear it's, this one it's, day. It's, it's it's interesting because, yeah, it's kind of fucking stupid what we did. Mm. But very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Truly, honestly, it was unprofessional. But for whatever reason, this adult man, this professional, this equity adult man, mm-hmm. decided to exit stage immediately and begin screaming and throwing things. So, so it's, it was one of the, I just, I remember being in the moment and immediately being like, man, we fucked up. And then hearing him like screaming off stage, be like, okay, never mind. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. He fucked up. So four minutes for Kim. What a great fun segment. I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy that. And that's the thing is like, the thing I like about four minutes with Kim is that through my questions, even though I've known you for over 20 years, I might get some answers that I don't know. And that's a lot of fun too, is still learning about new things about people you care about that you've known a long time. It's a lot of fun. Um, speaking about people that we care about, Kim, did you know that this is a special episode of our, our little get together where we have... A special guest? Yeah, I, I, you already told me. Oh, I already told you? Oh, Yeah, you, well, you told me. Oh, okay. well, then I'll tell everybody else then. Tonight, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, he is 
<laughs> You've heard about this man. If you listen to this show and if you listen to my other show, Junk Drawer, on Big Talk Podcast, you know this man's name. You know this man's work. He is amazing. He is what I call the official theme writer for Big Talk Podcast. It's Jason Moody. Yay! Yeah, Jason Moody! Aww. What an introduction, man. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Hi. How you guys doing? Good, good, good. It's been, I think, what, three years since I've seen your face and uh, since we started the podcast, since we've talked because we were talking about the, the, the music and everything. But yeah, yeah. H- how have you been? How's your, how's your pandemic? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going. It's, um, <laughs> it's settling going. down a little bit in places and, you know, riling up in other places. But uh, looking at you, Florida, I feel like the last time I saw you on a computer, you had a beard. Oh, yeah. Well, I just shaved about three hours ago. Holy shit. Hey, hey, hey. just for our show, you know, nobody can see you, right? I know. Isn't that strange that I should choose to do that? (laughs) No. What's uh, did you just decide on a biological level? You're like, I'm done with this. Yeah, that's where that's what happens. It gets to a certain length and I just can't take it anymore. Yeah. How long had I, it gotten? It wasn't like a Santa beard or anything. It's okay. just maybe a few weeks. Well, Kevin just Kevin just shaved recently, and it, it always intrigues me. Because, like, like, I don't shave my legs unless I have to, right? I didn't shave my legs for this. Right. <laughs> but you have, like, beards. I guess it's different than, you know, face is different than leg. But it's that <laughs> idea of somebody being like, now I'm going to shave it. I do. I shave mine like once a year to kind of let my skin breathe and get some air, <laughs> and really to see the world again. And but then isn't cover it, it right back really? It, but it's it, it feels kind of random. Oh it's yeah, not like on a on a on every March first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's for me. It's like I'm i fucking just I'm tired of this for a hot second. Let me just. It's mainly so. It's mainly because I probably fucked up trimming it, and one side's mm. gonna grow out differently. So I'll just take it all down so it all grows out even. <laughs> yeah, right. That's usually what I do. Um, Moody, I I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but are you originally from Chicago? Yeah. Are you yeah. from the city proper? Or are you well, from like the suburb areas? Yeah, suburbs. Which one? Yeah. Um, what well, was your address? Where do your parents live? What's going? On? Well, yeah, my parents. Um, we lived in, when I was born, we lived in uh, Elmwood Park, and then I was about two and moved to Bensonville, and then to Rolling Meadows in about sixth grade, and then, and that's, and here I am now in Chicago. Did, have you ever done the uh, venture out and move somewhere else and try life in a different state, or have you just kind of been like, no, I love this city, I love this area, and I'm going to stay here, and this is where I live? Yeah, nope, just been here the entire time. What, uh, what was the reasoning? Like, why, what was... <laughs> Laziness and fear. <laughs> it's okay. a combination, a winning combination for Moody's. Nice. Well, I like that. It, it, it makes sense to me because I grew up in a, you know, like essentially a small town in Mississippi. And I went to college in a, another small town in Mississippi. So I always felt like I was out of place and I didn't quite belong. And I had a mm-hmm. different perspective and worldview, even as a young kid Mm -hmm. so i was always kind of like i'm gonna be out of here soon i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of this state but if you grow up in a place where everything's already there why would you know why would the why would you think about needing to get the fuck out of here you know right yeah i think i think you're right um 
I mean, I didn't even go to a state school or anything like that. I didn't like live away at a dorm or anything. I went to school, commuted every day. Oh wow! To to Columbia College. So okay, what's well, it was probably a lot cheaper. <laughs> Probably, Probably a lot cheaper, and I mean, you've got it right here. I mean, if you if you can if you can still stay at home and re- save some money while you're at school and just drive to school like it was a high school, of course, I'd probably right. have done the same thing if that was you know if I if I lived in this area, yeah, I'd probably be here for the rest of my life as well too. So, um, I know, uh, of course, because of the work you've done uh, uh, for uh, the the podcast and us working with you for years. You're uh, kind of an amazing fucking musician uh, from T to B. I mean, your your guitar skills are shredding. Uh, But I also know that you kind of do a lot as far as music goes. Uh, Is that something that you started off like uh, as a child? Were you into music? Like, do you remember like the thing that triggered you into music? Hmm. Well, I think, you know, my parents had a kind of a diverse record collection. Um, My mom was you know, into Johnny Mathis and Streisand and Sinatra and stuff. Oh, nice. And my dad had Beatles and Santana and you name it. What a lovely blend of genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should also mention, I can't believe my dad, if he hears this, I don't say anything about Buddy Holly because he's the biggest Buddy Holly freak. Oh, is he? Buddy Holly was dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my God, he's responsible for so much of music that we know now. But um, so anyway, yeah, you're right. A big, diverse kind of... um, collection of music so just being exposed to that then figuring out stuff from there I mean so that was since I was a baby really you know and um I, I was I wanted to play saxophone initially and I, I went to this I was at this grammar school and they had band tryouts and you had to go into this room and, and pick what you know instrument you were going to play I'm like that mm-hmm. saxophone 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 <laughs> And I walked into the room. I just suddenly completely blanked about what a saxophone looked like and what a saxophone was. And I just <laughs> stared at the clarinet and pointed at it and said, that one. And I played a oh. clarinet for two weeks. And I realized this is not definitely not a saxophone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is, it is, Don't no, ask they, why no, that is. They have reeds, and, and that's about it. Man, I was like, nothing like this. This doesn't sound anything like a saxophone. What is no, it couldn't have been that bad. But all, that, that's but that's the truth. I mean, I just totally blanked, and I, so I gave up on that. But picked up a guitar in junior high, and and um, when I was in class in junior high, I was playing lefty because I'm lefty, and we were in a big row in this class of all you know right-handed guitarists, and I was hitting the head of my guitar against the body of everybody else's. Oh wow! And I, I remember the day. This is junior high. I remember the day like the teacher came through the rows into the back row where I was, picked my guitar up, just turned it around, gave it back to me, and I just started playing it right-handed. I'm like, all right. Really? Yeah. Do you are you ambidextrous with everything else, or is it just playing guitar? Just guitar. Wow. Yeah. Was it an easy transition? Yeah. Do you think I don't it was because? Well, I mean, you know, kids' brains are fucking sponges, well, so it's yeah. that there's no um, decades of attachment to Mm-mm. physically doing one thing. Mm-mm. So, because I because I'm left-handed too, but I cut paper with. Um, right-handed scissors because I was never in a school that had left-handed scissors. No, no yeah, one are... ever had left-handed scissors. So I always cut with my right hand. Okay. So I was forced to adapt with my right, no, right. hand. My dad, mm-hmm. the reason why my dad is ambidextrous is because he was a lefty, but they made him right with his right hand. Yeah. That once at one time being a lefty, I think was the sign of the devil or, or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I think they, I think it was like uh, the witch trials, but if you were left-handed. Yeah, Can you play guitar with your left hand, or are you uh, all the way right? I don't know. 
I don't know. I've never I've never picked up like a left-handed guitar or, really? or like a backwards strung guitar or anything or upside down. Again, I don't I mean, I can't just pick up a, a right-handed guitar and just flip it around and play it. I'm sure I couldn't do that. Although obviously people do that, but I don't know. I always kind of want to try that, you know. But I yeah, have We should get together. We should to go that. to the guitar shop and let's find Let's, let's see go find works. one. What a great experiment this is. Right. Because you might fucking suck. You like might yeah. not be able to play that shit at all, but everything yeah. else is fine with your left hand, but except like, playing okay. guitar now. Right. So you know how like, uh, drums are, you know, if your hi-hat's over to your right and your kick drum is your right foot, that's a right-handed sort of mm-hmm. drum set. And I, my friend who... Um, I'm working with on an album now. He plays drums on it, and he's obviously got a set at his house. And I'll sit there and kind of get sounds for him as he's kind of queuing up the mics and everything. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll like play a beat. And I'm playing a beat. Of course, I'm playing it right-handed. And I keep thinking, this is ridiculous. I keep thinking, like, man, if this was lefty, I bet I'd be really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> How many instruments do you play uh, other than guitar? What do you play? I mean, I, I play enough bass to get by. I I don't even go as far as to say I play a piano i just i can you know noodle around and do what i want you know what i mean and the beauty of digital recording is i can go back and constantly f- make it <laughs> sound <good>. things <laughs> yeah because even at that i'm like well that's the best it's gonna get you know but um yeah so i i can basically do those you know the rock essentials although i do i do play violin a little bit on um this Jesus. album i did i feel you're kind of selling yourself a little short. No, no, no. Right? No, no, because tacking things on, he's like, I'm okay at, you know, the harp. How many productions have you been involved with the a musical component at the Factory Theater alone? Wow. Um, maybe like a half a dozen? There are, there are times when you're the entire band. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there there's, I just, I'm just trying to paint a pic. I'm not doing it very well, but I'm trying to paint no, a picture it. for the people listening that this isn't just some asshole who's like, I fuck around on the, on the bass to get by. No, like no, you're he knows actually recording full blown music with lyrics that you write your, and sing yourself. Just take a listen to the theme songs. This theme song and the theme song for our other show for Junk Drawer. Can you do that thing? Can you do that thing where you just... Oh, let's take a little, let's, let's listen to a sample right now. Yeah, take a listen to this <laughs> sample from the junk drawer theme from our show, Junk Drawer. There's a story behind everything from batteries and knives to glue and string. I'll share with you these forgotten things you find lying in a junk drawer. If you hear that, like everything that's in that song, that's moody. Singing, backup, vo- lead vocals, uh, all the music, the tracks, Ooh, the editing, should, all the stuff. You should throw in another one, like, right now. I don't care what your mama say. I don't care what your sisters do. Don't be on the boards. How about you? Give me a kid. Let me hear you do your thing. Talk about being alive in Chicago Then you play something Be on the horse Be on the horse Be on the horse Oh, 
I love the Beyond the oh, Board Oh, the Beyond song. the Board ones is, that was a yeah, good one. I really like sure. that yeah. one. And the thing I love about uh, working with you, Moody, for these uh, theme songs is is how how little information you need and how quickly you can go. Uh, I know when we did uh, when we were hosting Beyond the Boards and we were talking about a theme song one day. Uh, we, I remember we were drunk one night at the at the theater, hanging out, or at least I was drunk. And I was <laughs> like, "Yo, man, I want you one day to talk to you about doing a theme song for my podcast. I'm thinking that it'd be like maybe a little upbeat and kind of rocky." And you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, cool. Yeah, we could talk about that." I was like, "Cool." And then I forgot about. I, I forgot that we talked about it because I was drinking. We were partying, hanging out, not having a great time. No, three, four weeks later, you were like, "Sidebar: Here's that theme song we were talking about," and it <laughs> yeah. was the whole thing, and it was amazing, and it was exactly what I wanted, and that's all it took. How long did it take you to write that, Jason? Oh man, that didn't take any. It really didn't take any time to write. I, I, these theme songs that I do for you guys are kind of like, I I don't want a lot of information. You know, it's kind of like the basics. And then just give me the basic idea of what this show is going to be about and who's going to be on it and whatever. And because if I have to throw in names, mm-hmm. and then it's literally it's like whatever a thirty second to one minute do song you, at most. Do you typically start with like a a style or a genre or an yeah. instrument, or do you start no. with lyrics? With a genre, because Kevin's mentioned like okay for, well for Beyond the Boards, I think you were talking like you said a kind of a punk thing, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just got to make a song like the Ramones, you know, and that's yeah. what I wanted. To, and then like for this theme song it was you like you want you i think you were kind of hinting at the jack white song was that white stripe song it's like it was uh, it's yeah it I was, wanna it was it, take it off it was <laughs> uh emulating uh, the song he uses for uh, conan o'brien needs a and, friend and was it yeah 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 that's right that's all right that's right i'm gonna chill i'm oh. relaxed so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah Kevin, it really i never <gasps> see you never told me that. See, that Moody was... knows what he's doing. He knows how to yeah, do it. Yeah, that's and a very good... Yeah, that was good. That makes you know it even better. You know how to emulate styles. That was a thing, too. Because I remember when we were talking about junk drawer, you said that you were like, I've been in a fucking Bowie... I think it was you were like in a Bowie phase at some point or something like that. And you were <laughs> yeah. like, I've been thinking about something like this already. So I'll, Oh, I'll yeah, man. And so you went that route. And, it was, and that one was a little different than what I thought... It, what I was thinking I remember, of, yeah. but it was, it's perfect. Like it's like oh. every time it, you send me something, it's like, no, this is, this. it's either exactly what I was talking about or what I didn't know I needed. You were like, well, yeah, I, I understand what you were talking about, but do this. And you're you like, oh, this is much better. You should play it right now. There's a story behind everything. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm talking about? It's amazing. It's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yeah, 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 now, yeah. is that same the same kind of track? Because um, the, the theme songs are amazing. They're great. I love them. I listen to them all the time, even though it's my own show. I also know that you're an incredible fucking songwriter and lyricist and musician on your own side. Thanks. You write you own, your own music. Like you said, you're working on a new album. You put an album out with our friend uh, Blake Dawson. That's yeah. uh, Joe Cocker voice and you playing guitar. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. Uh, totally. And it's, it's it, and you got and you do some really solid, solid fucking work. Do you approach your music like that kind of the same way where all of a sudden you kind of have an idea of like, I want to do something kind of rocky or do you come up with an idea of some lyrics first or is it just a crapshoot? Man, it's hard to say. Um, I remember when we, Blake and I were, uh, we, we, you know, we started working with um, together on uh, Street Justice, which is a show yeah. from oh, that's right. the factory from like 2011 mm-hmm. or something like that, you know? And um, that's when we first got introduced and started working together on stuff. We had so much fun. After that, I thought, you know, I'd like to like write songs. As a challenge, kind of like to myself, I wanted to write songs that were for a different singer. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't want to write songs for me. So Blake was into that, and we 
got together and came up with like these f- five songs. Like I would come up with stuff at home and then like demo it, just the music, and then just send it off to Blake and be like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? You know, and then we kind of narrowed it down to like these five songs and he came over, recorded the vocals to him. We took the tracks over to my friends and he's got a studio in his house. He added the drums and, uh, and that and mixed it, you know, and it was, um, but so like that started with like a, an idea about just being a challenge to, to myself to, to write for somebody else's voice. Cause I, when I, I was in a, I've been in, a, in other bands with other singers mm-hmm. where I'm writing the music and the lyrics and everything, the melody. And it kind of like felt it was a little selfish of me to start expecting people to like, just, well, you know, sing it the way you sing it, but this is the melody and <laughs> right, these are the lyrics. Do it my way. Right. Kind of like, so I, you know, I was like, maybe it's better if I just start singing all these songs, you know? So I ended up just kind of singing in those, those bands and, um, so, but the thing with Blake is he's got such a great voice. It was so much fun to write for that voice because it's so elastic and kind of go all over the place. And mm-hmm. he's got this like, he's got a voice I can't even come close to, you know what I mean? And uh, so that was a bl- that was a blast just to do that. And it came out really well, I think. We called it Townspeople. But yeah, I don't remember why I listened that is. to that when I, I think it was the, when I saw that you had released it, I uh, pulled it up on my way to work and listened to it on the way to work on the bus. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's a solid listen. Like that was, that was some really, really fucking great jams. Had a really like good, like kind of um, throwback, uh, classic rock kind of like bar feel. I, that's, I, I consider yeah. it kind of like, kind of like bar music. Like, like you just, yeah. that's, that's the kind of like, I want to hear that stuff live, you know, out somewhere, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, we were like in this band cover band, you know, the band, the band. Um, yes. We did like, we that did was the one first show. time I saw you in. That was, the, that was the first time I saw you play. And you, you're such a low key, like even keel dude, like just kind of, you know, to yourself and reserved. But when you're on fucking stage, you're a fucking rock. You turn into a fucking <laughs> rock star. It's awesome to watch. That, well, those songs are too much fun to just sit still on, you know. And, and that, that was kind of the impetus too to get it to, to get me and Blake to back together and do something because that worked out so well and those mm-hmm. songs were fun. I'm like maybe maybe we can record in that sort of vein and like do our own thing, you know. So that's what we did. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I know my own stuff is different. Like, uh, there's, I mean, I haven't put an album out, quote unquote, like an album in, in like nine years now, and and that one came about and I ended up recording that I ended up recording that song. I'm sorry, <laughs> scratch all this. <laughs> nope, staying in. Yeah, so I ended up writing a song a day for like like forty days, you know, and I took oh, the wow. best. Yeah, and I, t- I didn't think I, that was even like I thought that was a ridiculous thing to try and do. Yeah, it sounds exhausting. Uh, it got easier as it went along. It was much harder at the beginning, and then you just kind of get used to it, you know. And then so I took the best thirteen or my the ones that I thought were kind of like the most copacetic, and that became that album. Oh, what Conversely, a what a great hmm. way to do that! What a great way to give yourself a project like that that then springs its own project. You know, that's yeah. That's, like I just wanted more songs. That's awesome. I just wanted more songs of my own. I'm like, the only way I can do that is to write them fast and just do it. Right. Um, and hold yourself accountable. Today's my day. Yeah. I'm to do this. Fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moody, if anybody wanted to hear this music, which they absolutely fucking should, where can they find it? Well, Kevin, um, you can find my music at jasonmoody.bandcamp.com great everybody go check out moody's stuff get ready for his new stuff coming out i can't fuck away um that sounds exciting dude um and uh so that brings us to now second half of the show what that's right we're gonna do a little thing called same three questions same three questions i'm ready 
Moody knows what same three questions is. Kim knows what same three questions is. But Kim did old same uh, same three questions. This is new same three questions. So now you're both going to answer uh, the new same three questions. Ready? Oh man! Oh, these are brand new. Yeah, these are brand new. These well, these oh, are one. Uh, this is second season. This is, this is second season. So I was season. caught unaware. This is exciting. This is exciting. Jason, this is exciting. All right. So, first question: If you could transform into an animal, which animal would it be? And why? Moody, go first. We have a cockatiel here. <laughs> Not just flying aimlessly <laughs> just, around. Right, just a wild, like I don't even know where it came <laughs> There's from. There's one here. Fucking ah. Uh-uh. Yeah, so we've got this cockatiel here. And um, I think that would be the, the greatest animal to be because it gets to do whatever the hell it wants to do. <laughs> okay. Shit all over everything all day. All right. And scream and cry and get what it wants. And what's better than that? <laughs> so uh, Moody wants to be a flying titty baby. Great. Uh, Kim, what about you? Okay. Um, Really, I want to be like a bird of prey. But recently, I read a fact that koalas' brains are smooth. So they're fucking idiots. They're so dumb Uh that if you take eucalyptus leaves off of the tree, they might not recognize them as eucalyptus leaves. Because it's not on a tree. So you want to be that dumb? Think about it, though. Like, not <laughs> having to worry. To adult or, 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 or feel empathy or, like, have to listen to somebody. Like, all you got to do is fuck, take care of babies, eat and shit, and maybe run from a couple of wildfires. I'm into it. You know? I'm into it. I love it. it. It's, I don't know. It seems... I would li- like I'd love to see the sitcom between uh, Moody's Cockatiel and Kim's Koala. I think that would be a wonderful rom-com for the ages. I think that's I a new so. DreamWorks film in the making. Hmm. All right. Perfect. Know. Love it. You both got that one right. Thank you. Yeah. Nice Quest- job, Jason. Question Thank number you. two. What's the one language that you wish you spoke fluently and why? Kim? Go first. Spanish. Spanish. I agree with that. I one. took I took Latin in high school. Nerd. I was, I was gonna be a scientist. Um, and I wish I had taken Spanish instead. All right. Moody? Yeah, Spanish. Spanish. All right, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of the universal I feel, language right now. At this point, I feel ignorant that I don't. Like I really do feel ignorant. I wish well, that I could talk to people in in Spanish. It's you know. Well it's 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 where before it was like there was no importance on knowing this language, really. As a kid, there was no mm-hmm. importance to it. But now, as an adult, I'm like, oh, I'm. I want to be more accessible. Yeah, I'm not able to communicate with so many people mm-hmm. that I, I want to be communicating with. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. I love it. Uh, both of you said Spanish. Both of you are right. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Question you. number Thanks, three. I promise hey. I didn't look at the answers, Jason. <laughs> hey, you two. Ham or turkey? Moody. Turkey. Kim. Honey baked ham. Ooh, I'm so sorry. The answer was blue. The answer Man. was okay. blue. Okay. Told so close, everyone. Blue. Two out of three. Eight bad, though. Two out of three. Yeah, you two did such great work. Oh, um, so much, I think that's about it. Um, let's see. <laughs> We talked to Kim. We did four minutes with Kim. We hung out a little bit. Then we introduced you to Jason Moody, the fucking maestro behind all our theme songs. He's amazing. Go listen to his music. That's jasonmoody at bandcamp.com, correct? jasonmoody.bandcamp.com. .bandcamp.com. Go check out all his shit. 
follow him on social media so uh, you can then know when the new album's coming out, and we'll also keep you abreast of that as well. Um, go check out Kim's show, After the Blast. It's coming out next month. Uh, if you uh, haven't seen Last Night in Karaoke Town at the Factory Theater uh, off the Howard Red Line, that's closing in two weeks. So yeah. get your tickets. And uh, cool. don't forget to check out, we've talked about it already, uh, my other show on Big Talk Podcast, uh, Junk Drawer. It's with me and my friend Josh Sigorin. And uh, we go through the junk drawer and give you the history of all that crap that you find in the drawer. So yes. uh, come check that out. That's fun. And then rate, review us spread the word tell your friends because that's uh how we get the word out is word of mouth just just go tell your friends um oh maybe hey moody uh, acapella sing yeah. for us sing uh, sing the stinger for us on the way out okay so um uh you know what i always say here you know join us next time when we sit down with a new guest and we ask them that burning question who the fuck are you <laughs> Oh, man, I got through it. That was awesome. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.